I knew that I just wanted to be an entrepreneur. Just yeah. needed to know how. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get into the foodpreneur aspect of it until I started working with Yelp. And I was their marketing assistant. Okay. And uh, I lived out here, yeah. like midtown. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going to the farmer's market with my at the time boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. And uh, we would go to the farmer's market and go to local places and eat. And I would just talk to people and just get to know the food community, you know, and just fell in love with it. I, I feel like I fell back in love with Memphis yeah. through food. Right. So I wanted everybody else to do the same thing. I was like, this was my way. You know, let's see who else feels the same way I do. So sure. Yeah. Um, that's dope. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, because uh, when you think about the charcuterie board industry, that's probably a lot of industry that African Americans have been exposed to for a long time. Memphis being a maturity uh, minority city, did you have any fears that the product or the, the concept wouldn't get accepted? No, let's talk about it. Though. Yeah. Uh, I did not because I feel like we have been. Okay. So we eat charcuterie anytime we're eating anything smoked, brined, cured. For sure. Smoked sausage, um, the sausage and cheese plates that we eat at the barbecue place. Okay. We've been doing it. Uh -huh. You know, so that's how I kind of help our people get introduced to it a little bit more. When they see it, they think, oh, it's super fancy. And it is. It is. It is a lot of cheese that we aren't used to growing up eating. Yeah. But the concept itself of meat and cheese, we've been doing it because we've been eating barbecue. Makes it. Forever. We've been pickling stuff. Yeah. Forever. So, you know, I always root stuff back to us. Like, yeah. we do this, you know, we, we love good food um, and we've learned so many different ways to do it. Uh, with that, there are not a lot of women who look like me who have turned it into a career. Gotcha. Uh, um, when I first started and they had the, uh, the black screen day where everybody was supposed to Go, you know, their screen was supposed to feel black if they weren't uh, melanated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the day that that cheese plate actually shouted us out. Oh, she was like, "This is the first black girl that I know that's gotten into this industry." Yeah, we need to see more of it. Sure, y'all need to get used to seeing it. Mm -hmm. uh, black girls do deserve nice things yeah. and luxury, <laughs> and I can realize that I was one of the first. And um, after that, a lot of other women reached out to me. We started our own little community. Okay. Of a, a, we call it Black Girls, no, Brown Girls Cheese. Oh. And we all got to know each other during COVID. I think that was one of the main things that helped a lot of us continue on yep. during times where we were like, girl, I can't even find, you know, something to put the cheese in, you know, or I don't, I'm scared to go to the store, you know, because... All the stuff that was going on, um, so that was that became my community for a very long time, and it helped all of us learn something. Uh, we inspired each other to keep going, and now at least three of us have a storefront after after that. So, all of the industry, yeah. Well, at our Brown Girls Cheese Group, okay. yeah, it's at least three of us that have a store now from Oakland. Uh, Minnesota, I think. So like, which they're known for cheese. It's yeah. Really, me. Okay. It meant the best. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tap Network. Our goal is to help you entrepreneurs raise your business IQ so that you can tap into your full equity. Listen, I am extremely excited. You got a longtime friend in the studio with us today, Christina McCarter, and she is the charcuterie board queen of Memphis. What's going on, Christina? Hey, glad to be here. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I know uh, we've been working uh, for the last few weeks to get you in the studio. Yes. And uh, we're finally able to make it happen. Uh, one of the things I was talking to Patrice about, I was telling her that I had you coming on uh, the episode. I was like, man, I got Christina coming in. And I'm excited because I don't see your business model a lot. Uh, it is unique. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about this conversation. I know you've been recognized with the uh, Memphis Business Journal. You got some national recognition with the New York Times and we're Forbes. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, MBJ was the first one that kind of made me think like, wow, people pay attention to me um, and what I'm doing. 
especially being in the food industry, okay. a lot of times the, you know, 40 under 40, they kind of focus on finance over sure. banking or, you know, big corporate stuff. So for them to focus on little, you know, entrepreneur out here following her dreams, I, I thought that was awesome and a huge success for not just me, but like the entire entrepreneurial food industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as the rest of that, New York Times and Forbes, that was um, COVID uh, magic or something. I don't know, but there was a lot of recognition that I got during COVID and how we were just being resilient and just kept pushing and, uh, through everything that was going on and trying to stay creative in such a dark time. For sure. What, uh, what, with that level of recognition, like what type of success comes on the heel of it? What type of success did you see because of it? Oh, I mean, you get calls from everywhere. Yep. You know, you get people saying, I remember right after the story came out, I had calls after call after call just to my personal number because we didn't have a business number for each other. And, um, people just are like, oh, you know, I love Memphis and I wish I could get there yeah. this year, you know, or my family, we love visiting Memphis. So, you know, whatever you all are doing, we want to support whatever you're doing. We want to be a part of it and support it. So seeing people call in yeah. immediately after some of that stuff was crazy. I, I remember calling my mom, oh, no, I can't get a number because it's getting kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's what's up. So, like, what are some of the biggest clients that came out of that type of recognition? Oh, we got some celebrities out there. Wow. Yeah, by like Jada Pinkett Smith. I think somebody bought her a box for the Red Table Talk. That's cool. How was feeling? Oh, she was. I forgot what she been. Uh, um, oh, I can't even remember some of the names, but that's you. it. Was yeah. I mean, we delivered some because at one point we were doing local delivery and we delivered one to like the CEO or something, or CFO, or St. Jude, or something. Oh, I mean, you know, you just see these names, or these last names. Yeah, yeah. That you just see them over the, on the street. You know, it's like a street sign. you like, recommend is that? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> so, that was really cool, kind of local celebrity, I would say. Yeah. You know, doing a lot of that. Yeah, and I know, um, I was working with a partner of mine, and we were hosting a small banquet. And we was like, man, what could we get to have in yeah, our, in the banquet room? Yeah. As we were, you know, hosting these guests and you were first person. Like, yeah, I'm ready then. We got dope. And, and that was my first time ordering. Yeah. And when I tell you, we got this dollar that you had to give me a map on everything <laughs> that was on the board. <laughs> uh, and everybody loved it. Yeah. Great presentation. So how, how did you get into like the Shakuta Record oh. business? So Feast and Grace came about, hello. there was no cheese and charcuterie delivery service. Yes. And I'm a huge fan of cheese and charcuterie. So it was after we did the Craft Food and Wine Festival, which you have to come to. Yeah, for sure. Um, after doing the Cheese Boards inspired festival, I just looked around the room and said, thousands of people are here right now. you all excited about charcuterie, right? So I was like, it's a thing. Uh-huh. Um, what if you could get that delivered to your house? And I remember everybody was like, would be amazing. <laughs> so a week later, I think, came up with the name, got the website, yeah. started doing all the things, all the fun, yeah. you know, that's already the fun. Yeah. Um, and launched it. Jennifer Chandler wrote about it. Okay. Had me deliver one to her and I was like, the rest was history. Wow. It popped off that fast because um, it's something new. It is a little unique. So it was it was all about just me loving loving to eat those all the time. I would make one at home. Okay. You know, my husband's like basically a chef. Uh-huh. So he's really? cooking the real meal, you know, and I'm doing the appetizers around. Everybody always loves, you know, the board. Yeah. And um it's a girl, she has a book out called That Cheese Plate That Changed My Life. Okay. And I bought the book. And it helped me um, kind of discover this new aesthetic to how you can make a board. So the way you see the way I make them now is for me seeing her pattern. Gotcha. Tweaking it, you know, to my way and just taking it from there. I mean, it's taken three years away for us to master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the way that we're doing cheese boards now hasn't been the way that they've been presented. Okay. You know? 
that's kind of like 2016 it up you got you got kind of thing that's what's up so i came in 2018 2019 okay and um yeah, yeah. I just started doing it, started delivering them right off the bang. Yeah. And uh, we were just working out of a shared kitchen. That was going to be my next question, because when I hear some of the things that you're talking about, it's in line with entrepreneurship, uh, taking an idea, seeing that there is a opportunity in the market. So but not only recognizing the opportunity, but creating something unique and different. Yeah. And then representing that. Yo, what's going on, Equity Chasers? Listen, I know you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick, I know that you guys have already subscribed to the channel, so that's not why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you guys because we have some major things that we're gonna be rolling out. So what I need you to do is pause the video, go down to the description. Right above the description of the video, you're gonna see a link. That link is gonna give you access to our email list. I need you to subscribe. So when we roll out some of these things, you'll be one of the few that can get into the room. What are we gonna roll out? We're gonna be opening up our studios this summer. We're gonna be letting you guys come in. We're gonna be letting you guys watch us record live. We also have some live events planned. We have a lot of things that we're gonna be rolling out for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to take your business, your game to the next level this summer. You're gonna to wanna to hit that email list and tap in. So look, let's do this. Let's get back to the video. Thank you. And it sounds like what you did, because honestly, I didn't know about the original uh, charcuterie board and how it was laid out. The only standard that I know is what you guys yeah, So, was your background in entrepreneurship? How did you get all in this, Charlotte? So, man, even in college, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It was a matter of what kind. What did those school for? I went to school for computer science just because I was good at young. And, you know, it changed. I was like, okay, I can, I can go to school for this. And then after a while, I was like, I really don't like sitting in front of a computer all day. So I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be Vistolin, you know? I thought just make a lot of money. And, yeah. For sure. Most for, for probably think that they think computer side, but it's a very male dominated degree to, you know, have. So everything was very stressful, very stressful. When I came back home, I switched to marketing. For what? I had an intern job. Um, with Phoenicia Mitchell. She was working at this entrepreneurial firm. Okay. So I got an internship there and loved it. Loved everything they were doing. They were trying to help women become entrepreneurs, you know, better entrepreneurs and like consulting. It was like a consulting firm. Gotcha. So I learned a lot just from that. I felt like I was like, do I even need to finish college? I feel like I just learned everything in this one summer that I needed to know. Not true. You still, uh, but so, you know, finished up with marketing okay. and so both kind of helped play a little part in what I'm doing now, but I, I knew that I just wanted to be an entrepreneur, just yeah. needed to know how, mm -hmm. and I didn't get into the foodpreneur aspect of it until I started working with Yelp and I was their marketing assistant. Okay. And, uh, I lived out here, yeah. like midtown mm -hmm. and. You know, going to the farmer's market with my, at the time, boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh, we would go to the farmer's market and go to local places and eat. And I would just talk to people and just get to know the food community, you know, and just fell in love with it. I, I feel like I fell back in love with Memphis yeah. through food. All right. So I wanted everybody else to do the same thing. I was like, this was my way. You know, let's see who else feels the same way I do. So sure. Yeah. Um, that's dope. Yeah. Let, let me ask you because uh, when you think about the charcuterie board industry, that's probably not an industry that African Americans have been exposed to for a long time. Memphis being a maturity uh, minority city, did you have any fears that the product or the, the concept wouldn't get accepted? No. Let's talk about it. Though. Yeah. I, was not <laughs> uh, I did not because I feel like we have been. Okay. So... We eat charcuterie anytime we're eating anything smoked, brined, cured. For sure. Smoked sausage, um, the sausage and cheese plates that we eat at the barbecue place. Okay. We've been doing it. Uh -huh. You know, that's so that's how I kind of help our people get introduced to it a little bit more. When they see it, they think, oh, it's super fancy. And it is. It is. It is a lot of cheese that we aren't used to growing up eating. Yeah. But the concept itself of meat and cheese, we've been doing it because we've been eating barbecue. Makes sense. Forever. We've been pickling stuff 
yeah forever so <laughs> you know i always root stuff back to us like yeah. we do this you know we, we love good food um and we've learned so many different ways to do it uh with that there are not a lot of women who look like me who have turned it into a career gotcha um, um when i first started and they had the uh the black screen day where everybody was supposed to go you know their screen was supposed to feel black if they weren't uh melanated yeah, yeah, yeah. um so that was the day that that cheese plate actually shouted us out oh she was like this is the first black girl that i know that's gotten into this industry yeah we need to see more of it For sure y'all need to get used to seeing it uh black girls do deserve nice things yeah. and luxury and i can realize that i was one of the first and um, after that, a lot of other women reached out to me. We started our own little community. Okay. Of a, a, we call it Black Girls, no, Brown Girls Cheese. Oh. And we all got to know each other during COVID. I think that was one of the main things that helped a lot of us continue on yep. during times where we were like, girl, I can't even find, you know, something to put the cheese in, you know, or I don't, I'm scared to go to the store, you know, because... Yeah all the stuff that was going on um so that was that became my community for a very long time and he helped all of us learn something uh, we inspired each other to keep going and now at least three of us have a storefront after after that so all of the industry yeah well out of our brown girls cheese group okay. yeah it's at least three of us they have a store now from oakley uh Minnesota, I think. So what? Which they're known for cheese. It yeah. Really, me. Okay. It meant because that's what's up. <laughs> so what it actually is, uh, when when I purchased the board, you yeah. gave me a uh, semi-education lesson yeah. on how to curve the different cheeses and things like that. And I instantly recognized, I was like, she has a lot of cheese that I've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. So you will have to give me your, your vendors, but how did you go about sourcing some of these red cheeses that we find in the Shakutami board? And like, what's the yeah. fairest word that you had in it? <laughs> So we try to keep it general, okay. you know, because we are going to a huge crowd of people. So we start, we always start with Gouda. Okay. And I'm a big person on uh, trying a lot of cheese. And my easiest way to do that, honestly, is to just go to Kroger. Okay. I got my guy. He tells me all the good stuff. He's like a cheese one at the way at Sandy Lane. Okay. Um, so I'll go there and he'll help me try and cheese is okay and then i'll go to my distributor and see if we can get them you know as a huge wheel instead so i'll try you know that much and then have to go buy 20 pounds of it so i have to know that i really want it before i spend 300 on this wheel of cheese um so yeah i think lately currently my favorite is the smoking blue cheese okay made by roth I also follow a lot of them on Instagram. Gotcha, gotcha. I wish I could go to more festivals with Chings, but yeah. time just is it there. It's yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of education. Okay. We're big on that, at least within the staff, and then we try to bring it out to the customers. A lot of times, people just want something nice, mm -hmm. and they'll they'll just try it because they trust us. Yeah. So we don't really do the. Yeah, that's that's kind of. You know, the picking. Yeah. And, Whatever you say. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's what a lot of people do. They just trust it. We know what we're doing because they've seen it. They've tried it. They like it. Okay, keep doing that. You know, sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, so far as the smoky blue cheese, I'll find it. I really love. I've been putting it on salad. Yeah, the bread and so yeah, bread and uh, rings. Yes, it's so good. Put it with some honey. Okay. Mm. So I know at the storefront downtown, you guys have EDN as well, mm -hmm. or it's the business model mostly carry out. How, do, how does it work? So now we're not just delivering. Okay. Now that we have the storefront, so now with the the storefront, we are. You know, like a fast casual, I would say eatery. Okay. So you can come in, you can eat a cheese board, you can build your own charcuterie box. Uh -huh. You can order a panini sandwich, open okay. order a salad. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, you can always just get it to go or grab and go. We keep the little uh, individual wins in the grab and go, as well as like a lot of other local foodpreneurs. So we carry local honeycomb. Oh, uh, that's dope. Oh, yeah. And then it's been going viral on TikTok apparently. Right. We can't keep the honeycomb in the store. Is that the name of the brand honeycomb? Oh, no. It's called Crane's Nest. Okay. Yeah, he's a beekeeper named Gus. Over cool. 
Here, Bob. Yes, if you catch him, oh, he's going to talk to you as long as you allow him about honey. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? We have, oh, Riverside 1844. We carry a lot of his jams and pickles. He's got the fire and ice pickle. Okay. The chili raspberry jam. It's really anything that pairs well with the cheese board. Okay. But we could come in. You can come in and build your own cheese board and then, you know, grab all these other things that you would like to go with. Wait, the wolf. Yeah, it's it's not just us. It's never just gonna be us. We're all we're all bring people along with us along the ride. And uh that luster is definitely a cult following as well. People will come in. We have a lady right now we need to call because we got it back in stock. She gave us her number. Yeah. It was like so when this comes in, <laughs> you need to call me. It's like, it's cool. Yeah. And I know when I came in the store, I was like, man, this would be a real dope, like, chill date night type stuff. Yeah, what are, what are you guys' hours? So right now, it's Monday to Tuesday, 10 to 2, okay. and then 10 to 4, um, Thursday through Saturday. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, Monday through Wednesday, sorry, 10 to 2. And then Thursday through Saturday, 10 to 4. Okay, so you guys don't do a lot of late night, like day by type stuff? You know, we we were. Okay. We were open till 5, but I think with the downtown location, I think people are just, once they're, it's either lunch okay. or they're down there specifically to go out, you know, and hang out. So okay. I'm going to set you up. you going to have to go ahead and get the jazz. I'm ready to hear. Late night, yeah. so late. Come out. For this one guy, uh, he's the pastry chef, oh, Justin, and he called us and he said, I want to do, he rented the space out, basically, oh, rented the space out for him and his wife for their anniversary because they weren't able to celebrate it because of COVID. Gotcha. So they, he did like a, you know, we cut, we cut the lights off and, uh, hate the music playing during the shoot. The candles and stuff. It was so sweet. So yeah, y'all, you gotta do that for the, for the public. And so yeah. I hope. We'll come out and support for sure. I would, at least on the weekends. Yeah, it, yeah, I consider it. So look, let's we jump right into the business. Let's <laughs> let's slow down a little bit. Let me take people back because when we met, I had a college. Yes, um, I didn't know you as an entrepreneur then. Yeah. And then when I transitioned back to Memphis, uh, I ran a t-shirt company. Yeah, what well, it was, and I always supported the business. Oh yeah, we appreciate it. We had our guy shirts. Yeah. Uh, so take y'all back the shirts. <laughs> so take me back a little bit. How did you get into this? I know you say as an entrepreneur, you, you came back and you decided you didn't want to do computer science and yeah. Eric had to nudge you to it. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember that the charcuterie board in the storefront was as a start. No. So take me back a little bit to how all of this kind of came about. Yeah. So, you know, as I was saying, I wanted people to follow the way I did. Uh, that came through the blogging, which then turned into City Tasting Tours. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of people know me from city tasting tours. I was, people would call me the food, the, the food tour guide lady, uh, the food lady, or, you know. I mean, you come about that concept, because it was a unique concept. Yeah, so, you know, I actually worked for city tasting tours. Okay. So, when I came back home, you know, we will pick up two, three jobs, you know. Yeah. So, one of them was this lady said, uh, do you want to work for food or something like that? And I was like. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so, uh, it was very short-lived. It was like, only the summer. I weren't there. Uh, and then the company shut down. I just went, got caught. We're not doing it anymore. Gotcha. Although, but I loved it when I was doing it. And when I did it, it was more like, I would say a barbecue food tour. So, even though, but this was 2011. I mean, it was I was Yeah, it was. We didn't really have anywhere else to take them, you know. So around that time, uh, we only did a barbecue food tour. So, and I, I didn't have it in my head to ever even do the concept. I was just like, oh, I could do the blog and, and they kind of help me still get that same vibe I get. And so like, uh, whatever, but then Kept doing that, and I said, man, okay, I, I think I do want to start a tour company. Yeah. Because uh, I've been going to all these places, and that's time to physically take people to the places. Yeah. Instead of just virtually and, like, saying it. Okay. So I started, and I had a name. I think it was basically, like, Loving My Memphis Spook Tour, because that was the name of my blog. Okay. 
So started as a blog originally. Yeah. Do you see or run the blog? No, I don't. Okay. Oh, hell, Sean. You bet. And then I was like, no, no, You have to do too much now. I'm not a blogger. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so I I started it with that, and people were signing up. Uh-huh. And uh, um, in the end, she called one day, and she said, oh, I see you're, you know, finna start her tour company. She was like, why don't you just use that name that we used to have? She was like, I don't own it or anything. Like, it's, it was a good name. Oh, right. I was like, okay, it was a good name. Yeah, so she, like, gifted me this name. And I was like, okay, well, I'm doing it totally different from how you did it. Like, I want to take people to local, local places. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to all the time. For sure. So, yeah, and that it was, I rebranded it. I mean, I hadn't gotten too far with it. Yeah. So, rebranded it. I bought the nutty, but <laughs> so I wouldn't trademark it. <laughs> oh, well, no, no problems when it's not. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, well, no problems when, you know, didn't blow up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, blow up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went and trademarked it. And, you know, I think the first week or so, we were going to Overton Square places. Okay. And then when City Tasting Tours really took off, it was only downtown. I know, yeah. <laughs> it was only downtown. And I kind of kept it that way after that. So we only did like downtown South Main, but my food tours because you could walk so easily and it just worked out that way. So, so how many people do you think would do that tour? Because you were in that conference. Oh, that was thousands of people. I I could look on my last Instagram. Thousands. Of- it was thousands of people who took the tour. That's crazy. That 80% of them were from Memphis. Yeah. Wow. 80% were from Memphis. Yes. So to me, that felt great. Where I'm helping people see what is really in our city. Yeah. We can stop going to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but... There's others good food in this city, and we need to support the people that take up the majority of this city, which is local. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Me and my wife is a debate all the time. Like, what do you want? The- oh no, no. And it's this whole pain bunny that we never could figure out. So it makes sense that eighty percent of the people would be local. Yeah. To figure out what food. Is. Yeah, it helped so many people. Just see, oh, I didn't know this was down here. I didn't know this was good. You know, they they would have never gone to half of those places had I not basically guided their, you know, in that direction. And so, you know, I miss it all the time. No, that's where actually, do you plan on bringing it back? Because I noticed that COVID kind of slowed it down. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about the transition and, and what happened. That, that completely took it away. Um, so when that happened, you know, I tried to be creative and think of other ways to keep the mission going of, yeah. you know, giving people good local food and supporting local. So we started a virtual tour. Okay. Virtual. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. It's still on YouTube. I mean, it's very mediocre. We had to do what we had to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the middle of them shutting down restaurants. We were like on a time frame or time clock, really. Oh, uh, you know, the first day, if you remember, it was, oh, something with your hands. Like, you couldn't wash your hand. You had to wash your hands. Yeah. And then they found that it was airborne. So, they, like, in the midst of all that, we're still trying to shoot so, uh, in the restaurants. And we're like, hey, I know it's some crazy. Oh, like, oh, we all didn't know. Can we just shoot your lasagna? Because <laughs> we knew that the time was ticking. Like, they're finna shut all of us down. Yeah. Um, so, I got it done. So maybe it's the, like the, uh, what was the initial goal behind the, the virtual tour park? To keep the restaurants open. Okay, so you was just showcasing our food. Yeah, I'm just trying to showcase their food and give people at home something to do other than sit at home. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of us had to cancel our celebrations and birthday, all kinds of stuff, anniversary, Mother's Day, yeah. everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we, we, Mate, we recorded all of the city alone, and me walking around like I'm still on a boom tour. <laughs> and uh, you know, they're bringing the food out to us, and you sing them, you know. And then there's a lot of voiceover, yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of just clips of different historical facts that I would get out on a normal tour. Okay, because it wasn't just us talking about food, we would talk about where the food came from. Okay, what's the history of the food? What's the history of the city? Yeah, so it was, I was like a historian and food certified all at once. And uh, so we did a lot of that. And then I would go pick up the food from the three restaurants, appetizer, dinner, dessert, 
for entree and then go deliver it to the other's house. So I would pick up one, I mean, eight orders a day and just deliver them around Memphis. Quite. Um, and they ended, that's how I got picked up by the New York Times. Yeah. They found out about my crazy lady out here <laughs> delivering high food, you know, around the scene. Yeah. And uh, it really helped a lot of people get through tough times. I would get a text message, an email, just about every day. You just made my day like so much better. Honest. You know, we had no idea what we were going to do. My daughter surprised me with this. I learned something new about the city or I learned about another restaurant. Can't wait for them to open back so we can go and support. So we were like keeping it going. Okay. That was cool. Yeah, that is dope. Uh, just to kind of see, you know, COVID to throw you a curveball. Oh, yeah. Instead of allowing it to stop and we derail what you had, but oh, you kept on innovating. Yeah. And I know that we talked off camera, but that eventually turned into a whole business by itself. Oh, yeah. The, what was the name of that company? So that's City Tasting Box. So, yeah, so it turned yeah. into the box. Yep. So let's see. March till June, I was doing the virtual tours. Or, and then, you know, they kind of, what was it, phase ones? Then I'm opening back up. Absolutely. People were rushing back to restaurants. Oh, right. So there was really no need to keep that going now because people were hey, itching to go back in. And so I can't remember where I was on every single thing that we're talking about. Like, I was in the bed, I was in the tub talking to all the chefs. Like, please, could I deliver your food for you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like, well, you know, because. The chefs just believe it in everything I'm doing. They're like my number one supporters. For sure. Like, yeah, Christina, everything you touch, like, turns great. So we're in, you know? I was like, oh, okay. um, So I'm sitting on the floor talking to the, my friend Lisa. She called, and I was, I had a low. I was at a low. Um, so I'm like, Lord, I got to think of something else to do? Yeah. You know, jeez, stop me pivots. You know? Yeah, that's her exponential. So I'm sitting on the floor, Lisa calls, and for some reason, she was just checking in because she was like, it's getting crazy out here. It was yeah. the, the George Floyd and just happened to, it was a lot going on. And uh, she was like, I'm just checking in on you. And I said, for some reason, some just said, tell her the truth. Yeah. Like, instead of being like, I found all right. Yeah, for sure. All right, okay. <laughs> um, I am not okay. This is... I feel like everything I worked so hard for just is gone. Cause 2019, I just got MBJ 40 under 40, thinking like, you know, oh yeah, we're gonna conquer the food world. <laughs> and then uh, this happens. But so we talk on the phone. I was like, okay, I got one other. Yeah, one moger. <laughs> <laughs> what if we put the food in a bed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just delivered it around to people. Three hours later, City Tasting Box, because she's like, oh, what if we put it in a box? Yeah. I was like, ooh, and she was like, can we ship it? Because Lisa has a corporate mind. She's thinking big all the time. Yeah. Then she's going to think small, and I love that. So I'm like, okay, I like it. Let's keep talking, you know? So we come up with it. I'm like, just call it City Tasting Box. It'll help people I'll to see that. Yeah, I see, I see it, you know, it'll help with that transition. Keep that story wire going. For sure, for sure. Um, she was like, yeah, okay, move on to the next thing. Yeah. Like, we were both like, okay, that's it. It wasn't a bunch of rebuttal. Okay. It was like, I like it, next. I like that, next. Yeah, like, yeah. we, and that's how we are. If if it's something we both love or like, or like, it's insane to like, let's do that. Yeah. If it's not, it might take us an hour and a half. If it, an hour. We're here to see the applause. An hour and a half. It's two, you know, two women. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you, look, I've been interviewing women for the for the for this month for the what is it the national women's history yeah women history month and I'm telling you some of the best interviews and conversations and I've had been with women because you guys are uh, the way you process information system that you guys put behind businesses it blows my mind I, the guys we just I don't know if it's we don't we just brute force we just go in here we go trying to figure it out and then we have to slow down and go back and do mm -hmm. a lot of that but. When I talk to women entrepreneurs, it's systems from the it's, jump. Yeah. It's how this work. How do you think of it all the way through? So, and listening to your story, it is amazing because each pivot that you had to go through is tough. And like you said, you was coming off this success. It'll just get recognized. But all of this happened, COVID. But then you see a pivot. It came up with another solution. And then a whole other wave of success. Because you said that's when you got recognized by... Uh, Forbes. Forbes, yeah. Yeah, so City Tankton Box... 
we came up with, you know, a few different ones. The Memphis Travel Box, that was our box to just kind of say, um, you miss home or something. You know, it's very Memphis, very authentically Memphis. It's barbecue sauce, fried chicken seasoning, yeah. you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff, butter cookies, all the very Memphis things. Yeah. And then me, I was like, we got to have a support local box because, you know, we got to show the, the newcomers in this industry um, some love too, because that's kind of where I came from with the food tours. And then we wanted to do a just all black food artisan box. Okay, okay. And they always say I'm the name maker. So we were coming up with names at the end. And she was like, I'm going to give you about an hour. I know you're going to have something there. And I came back with the majority box. Okay. And uh, I didn't want to call it the minority. Like, we're not the minority. We're, we are the majority. You know? And I want us to be recognized for that. Yeah. And that box ended up being featured in Forbes. Yep, they did a feature, and it wasn't just us. Like, that was the cool thing. Like, it's not just me and Lisa yeah. getting in Forbes. Everybody's name that's in that box got featured in Forbes. And it was like, you know, one of the girls called us, and she was like, that was on my list of, you know, that was like on my bucket list. You get featured in Forbes, and she's like, here it is, right there, my team and me. In Forbes, and I was like, "Yes, we did it." <laughs> and that, yeah, that one got us a lot of recognition, um, and it's still doing well to this day. Yeah. You know, man, that's dope. I, so, so let's let's take the gloves off a little bit because we're talking about entrepreneurs, and the biggest thing that I hear Christina and when I'm talking to you, the first thought that comes to mind is she don't. You got business. She don't mean like <laughs> everything that you've pivoted and transitioned to get the level of success, yeah. which is all uh, amazing. But I know there's some mindset behind that. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that mindset. And just kind of keep it in mind that we're talking to entrepreneurs. Yeah. What did that ability to pivot? What were you reading? What were you listening to? Like, what does your education it, look like? Ooh. Um, a lot of it has to do with my child um, and just me, too. I don't, I just couldn't imagine failing, like, I couldn't imagine giving up on everybody else. I feel like it's it's not, if if I stop doing what I'm doing, I'm thinking that's 20 businesses sure that stopped as well. And I just couldn't allow it. I just couldn't allow it. Um, it was a lot of mental soul searching going on, a lot of um, rest kind of happening. You know, a lot of times you'll probably hear mom say, like, our quiet times in the shower. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking. I was taking three showers a day, and I didn't I, I didn't know why at first. And my husband was like, is that like your meditation time? <laughs> because you stay in there. And I was like, yeah, it's where I go think. For sure. And um, so I just, I had to do a lot of thinking. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, and listening to only positive things. Yeah, for sure. It's a hey. You can I, I had no room. Mm -hmm. Zero room for negativity uh, during those times. I, I can't even allow it. You know, I'll, I'll stop following something. I'll block something. I will unfollow all of that. If I'm keep scrolling. Yeah, for, I'm protecting it seriously. You know, because the internet is just so much stuff out there. And, um... A few of our friends told me to listen to podcasts or honestly, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I would listen to some of them uh, in the radio, like, oh, I were, you know, somewhere or if I'm driving, doing these deliveries, I'm listening to gospel. I'm listening, you know, because gospel is always stuff lifted. She's going to make you feel good. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just, I'm trying to, anything positive. Having people like Lisa, she's very, um, she is a God-fearing woman. She would always pour into me uh, very all the time. For sure. Um, and just having people that believe in you. You know, no one is looking and saying, oh, you can't do that. At this point, they know I can. And you do. Um, so having a good support team, I don't know. I don't know if I really could have done it without having all these people around me, you know, saying good things and, yeah, listening, just Staying away from negative things. I mean, <laughs> that's the biggest. Sometimes, yeah, I'm stopped the negative. 
Yeah, uh, because that controls the majority of you know the way you move and things like that. You'd be surprised how much doubt, insecurities, and things that you have from just negative. Yeah, just in your own head, so you don't have room to let that out. Yeah, you know, because it's everybody has doubt in their mm-hmm. head, but you can't say it out loud. You can't say I can't. Do it. No, I'm never gonna let that come out of my mouth. You know, it might be in here, but I'm fighting with in here because I'm never gonna let it. Well, she's coming and give it life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was always saying, when we get out of this, you know, if is okay, but when I get out of this, this is what we're gonna do next. I can't wait to get to this though. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to talk like that virtual the doubt, which is that, well, if we make it to that, and you know, we gotta be conscious of the whole of it. Yeah, as an entrepreneur. Yeah, uh, just period. Yeah, because in life period, you know, children, marriage, everything. You have to, when when we do this, this, you know, this is how that's going to turn out. Yeah. So, yeah. So what happened next? Uh, you started the, the boxes in the end. What happened after that? Head down, grinding. <laughs> Head down, grinding until about 2022. Okay. I, I can't tell you what happened in between that time. Yeah. It was literally just work. It was work. It was balancing it because... At the same time, City Tasting Box is doing well. Yeah. Feast and Graze is doubling in sales every day because it's a delivery world. Yeah. So we're learning. We're, it was so exciting, though. Yeah. Like, you're learning so much mm-hmm. that I, I can't even explain it. Um, with City Tasting Box, we're learning the shipping world. Yeah, yeah. We're learning... The, the other side of the foodpreneur world, because we're not in a restaurant or, you know, but this is exciting to us because it's showing us that people can have a restaurant, yep. have a product, <laughs> and not just give you, when you come to Chef Tam's restaurant, a taste. Now Chef Tam can take her taste all around America now. That's a whole other ball game. Yeah, for sure. And we just loved giving, uh, giving foodpreneurs this, new avenue to think about because you know especially our folks they're gonna think oh, i want to get in the food industry what's the first thing they're gonna say a restaurant well there's more to it now yep you know you could yeah for sure you can have a cookware set you could have seasoning sauces you know there's so many other things and people were getting so creative people were starting pancake mix people started doing shipping out their uh cookies and stuff their cakes you know it Things got real creative. Yeah. And I, and I just yelled at it. It brought out the best thing mm-hmm. uh, in the food industry, I think, and helped us see that you don't have to go that hard route, which is a restaurant. That's a very hard route to yeah, go. A lot of them for a capital. Oh, yeah. So, you know, this was a new avenue, and you know, we were very happy to be a part of the shit, for sure. And that uh, Feast and Grace. Those deliveries were kicking our butt. We had to hire a delivery driver and um, all of that. But again, it was exciting. It was figuring out the delivery aspect yeah. of something. Like, who who thinks of having a delivery service, you know? And it actually worked. Yeah. So um, both of them were different, but they all came back to food. Sure. They all came back to what we love to do it. So yeah, uh, this is cool over here. Yeah, this is a dope story. Let me ask you this, uh, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, we talk about the grind all the time. We talk about that year with you, those years we had to keep your head down and just go with it. And we don't a lot of times highlight the other side of it. So like as an entrepreneur, as a CEO of a thriving organization, like what does your day look like now? Um, it's a little different now compared to when I first started because I am getting better at delegating some things, but not too much. I think you still need to have you know, some of that, but starts getting up in the morning, you know, I'm, I wish I was the 6 a.m. entrepreneur. I am not. That's fine. This is a lot of kids. That is not. <laughs> I'm also the one that stays up too late. Yeah. Uh, but that's just something I work on because I know I'm a night owl. Yeah. So I get up, you know, 630. I spend about 10 minutes of quiet time. Okay. Uh, I don't, don't, don't talk to Let me, <laughs> let me have that. I go wake my son up. We have our little, you know, uh, coffee. Okay. Uh, and then I pretty much, yes, emails, 
uh, and doing all that. And I call it the, of course, the earlier you wake up, the earlier you get done. So that's really my motivation. It's like, get done by 12. I feel like a winner. <laughs> I've got emails out. I've talked to customers. I, you know, did the whole leads and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, it's still so, so that eight is basically all about twelve. Yeah, yeah. Now, unless I have to go in the kitchen, now kitchen days are different. Oh, okay. my! Okay. So then I'm being an operator. Yeah. So you know that I've noticed that that is our biggest struggle, at least in the food printer world, where you get so caught up staying in the kitchen, yeah, that you don't ever leave to go check the emails, where you could have missed out on a $5,000 deal yeah. because you're over here still building this cheese board. Yeah. And now I have staff, so I've trained them, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> they, you know, that's, I, I can be here right now and talk. And I told them where I was going and they went, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so, you know, they, they root for that too. Like Christina shouldn't have to be in here, y'all. Like she, I can make us 10% more money if I'm at home. Yeah. You know, handling that because I can sell. I can sell now. Y'all need cheese bars. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. So <laughs> I got that. Um, but I can't do it if my hands are tied, folding salami. So <laughs> I think that kind of stepping out of the kitchen has helped me a lot. But of course, you have to be in there, you know, to know how to train someone you and you have to be willing to listen to people too yeah. you know i have some smart people yeah and i'm not the smartest one and yeah. you know we all have contributed to this uh success that we get in the right now for sure so yeah it's 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 really a it's a pretty easy breezy day until and then i pick up a king yeah and we eat bread cooks yeah. <laughs> and then you know they start wrestling or something and and sometimes, you know, in between, now when I first started, it was all the time, I'm on my fault. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. Like, you know, I'm I'm making my posts before I realized how to schedule them. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jada, who we be unsaid there. Because, yeah, I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I, I don't even really want to be on social media that much. You know, we've been on there since Copeland. Just, yeah. like, For sure. A lot of people don't realize it. Yeah, because we've been on Facebook since 2005. That's a long time to be not twenty about twenty. What what else have you been that committed to? A cell phone, maybe? Yeah. That's a long time subtle, you know, it, it gets old after a while. So um I wish I could give somebody that job, but I'm I'm honestly pretty good at that when somebody I just yeah. do it. But, you know, I I was on my phone all the time. Thinking, writing notes all the time. You know, you got 17 journals with 17 different ideas in there. Try to simplify all that down. I think it was around 2019 when I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And that's it. You know, you you try all the things, but you realize, like, what works, what doesn't work. And then, of course, I had to do it again after COSA 2021. I was like, okay, what are we going to focus on? Yeah. What can I focus on? And so I so hop, like I wholeheartedly focus on feasting grace. Mm-hmm. Um, see, tasting box. We realized that's a pretty much a holiday thing. So that that worked out. So okay. October to December, mm-hmm. is get out. those boxes, get them shipped out. Uh, that's our peak season for sure. So the rest of the time, I can pretty much focus on feasting grace um, and and you know whatever else, but. For the most part, I'm just trying to simplify and focus. Yeah, that's where the the magic happens. I'm a little once you care where go the business, just like you said, you recognize that you can be in the kitchen, and and that's a part of it as well. But also recognizing you have to work on the business in order to grow it. Uh, so so what's next for you guys? Expand. Okay. What stores? Yeah, we want our stores. It's it's still new. Yeah. So. We trying to hop on the train before it leaves us, you know. Uh, there's not a lot of store, like cheese and charcuterie stores in America. So, if we're like one of the ones who figured this out, I want to help other women do the same thing. For sure. You know, I want to help other women see that 
what they're doing, which they might look at it as a hobby, or they might be looking at it as a business already. I want them to basically stop having to mess up like we did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, for almost four years now. Um, and just, you know, this is a concept that has worked for us and it can probably work for you as well. So just want to expand, get more locations. Hello. And that's, that's the brand of all, you know, we nurse, we got some other stuff. Like I got, uh, Chef Arnisha, she's been doing some cool stuff in the kitchen. So good. Yeah. Me excited to see. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. She's got some cool stuff going on. Uh, then we go roll out with the Feast and Grays and kind of heal with her collection and series. For sure. And, um, just stuff like that. Like if you've got people on your team that are talented, like, yeah. Show off. No. So our first show off, where we call it, uh, <laughs> will be at the Craft Food and Wine Festival because she told me the VIP shift this year. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, bros. What is going in them shift? I'm very excited for that. Man, you so, guys are making a huge splash. Yeah. This whole space. I'm proud of y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I know we've been going for almost 50, 40 minutes or something like that. But <laughs> what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity to tell people again how they can keep up with you, all your social media handles, and uh, any any part of advice you've already given out so much information. Uh, and if you're listening to the conversation, right, it's not in a school format, but as an entrepreneur, hear the things that you're saying, it's all there. It's the right mindset when it comes to entrepreneurship. Uh, how do you, you know, pivot? How do you systemize your business? How do you continue to take advantage of the opportunities when it's hot? Like all of that you've covered. So you've given out uh, uh, a business and rent, you know, just as his interview. So, man, I appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, any information, any advice that you can give to entrepreneurs? Listen, man, you guys have got a lot of this interview. I know I have. Do me a favor. Drop some fire in the comment. Uh, also, if you guys are getting bound out of the content, do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button. Turn on the notification because we're going to be bringing you more entrepreneurs like Christina, who's going to be giving you guys a ton of games so that we can hit, help you guys hit that goal of raising your business IQ so that you can take your business, your life, your goals to the next level. Look, Christina, I know that you have a extremely busy schedule, so I appreciate you taking time out of the day. Of course. I'll take you these. And as you guys roll out new products and business continues to grow, I, I would love to get you back on the show. Yes, cool. We would love to. Well, do me a favor. I'm going to let you close this out. Tell everybody again how they can keep up with you and any part of the advice that you have. Hey, so you can catch us at feastinggrace.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at feastinggrace. Or you can follow my personal page. It's Christina, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A dot mccarter m-c-c-a-r-t-e-r and uh as far as advice i would just say find your niche stay unique stay awesome and don't let anybody including yourself get in your way what you want to do is what you can do yeah there's no look i can't think of a better way to close it out i appreciate your time thank you thank you i'll bring you a cheese for it next time man you got to <laughs> please please <laughs> this is a, i appreciate it